nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Ah. Uh. From Atlanta, yeah, so Cleveland Been winning all the games in my division Tell your missus not to miss her, she tripping No Christmas for me, I'm already gifted No disrespect to the spirit to the spirit. Intoxicated while I'm steering on the rear end Shout out to my dog Venom, no spider Think I'm about to smoke one, no lighter Climb up as far as you can, but you can't catch it Leave your red like the bright lights on exits Almighty gag, huh, 12 letters My take for yours, wonder who sells better young college kid but i never got a letter one man's trash is another man's treasure bless up then boss up but if you walked up i got something that'll off ya yeah all i ever hear is bag legend when you gonna stop doing this when you gonna start doing that when you gonna come see me when you gonna come see her look y'all need to understand something everything i do is work Everything I touch is rare. rare. Why you don't come around, Becker? Because I'm rare. Frivolous, uh, later than your girl's period. We're on the track now, so it's good. I'm rarer than a diamond, cause you know them diamonds aren't rare. Marketing invention, yet you see it and you all stare. But me, I'm more like a tanzanite. Still thick, cut two C's, wash your pants twice. For them double D's, girl, please. I'm from MI, but check out my CT. I put the weight of the world on the beat. Still bringing the pain, y'all know my name. F-R-I-V-O-L-O-U-S entertains And anything that I really want, I will obtain You will make a boy, so we cooking up some flame Dang, I'm worth more than a milli, so I rock My words will take you to another world, lots of chalk Cause Rudy's got the chalk With a dip, do I walk? Must because I got it in my sock Nah, I'm playing <laughs> Yo, what's going on everybody? It's your boy, Urs Mac the mad scientist and this is another edition of orange phoenix presents uh i have a very special guest for tonight i'm talking about eisner and ringo award-winning writer and co-creator of such books as the punisher and black panther for marvel rotten apple for dark comics dark horse comics bitter root for image comics and he has been a self-publishing for more than 18 years and has also written comics for Xenoscope entertainment 12 gauge comics and line webtoon personal friend of mine my boy chuck brown what's going on chuck what's up e tell him man tell him man i, I know <laughs> you've been ripping and running you've been uh busy doing a lot of other work on some oh, uh, yeah. On some comics, man. So, for the listeners out there, you know what? What have been your latest projects? What you been working on? Um, I've been working on um, trying to get my flooring done in this kitchen right now. Now, um, right now, <laughs> I uh, at the moment, man, I'm working. I'm working on a book called Aquaman. Um, uh huh. And also did um, a mini series uh, called Black Manta, um, one of Aquaman's greatest villains. Um, I did one of the first miniseries for that character. Mm-hmm. And that miniseries is leading into an Aquaman um, ongoing series that I'm co-writing with uh, Brandon, Brandon Thomas right now. No doubt. So you saying basically with Black Manta, we can actually go to Heroes and Dragons, Scratch and Spin, mm-hmm. or Cosmic Rays. Mm-hmm. They're going to pick up that collection of Black Manta comics. Right, right, right. Um, it's issues uh, one through six. Um, the floppies are start probably still out there. Sanford Green did a bunch of, uh, we did all the variant covers. 
for uh, the Black Manna story. Uh, and right. Breath. Yeah. Uh, Special shout out to Sanford Green, man. Uh, oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I think the uh, I think the trade should be out maybe next month, but I'm not exactly sure. But I know that um, all six issues really are done, and the trade should be out maybe in a month or so. But I'm not sure what the date is for that. But if you want the floppies, it's still time to go. You know, go to your local comic book shop and uh, see if they have any of those available. You know, and also I'm going to be doing some cons this year, so I'll have copies with me as well. Okay, awesome, awesome. And then, so you're saying that Black Manta does lead into the Aquaman series that you're currently writing. And, right, right, right. So, yeah, so I'm definitely going to pick that up. And uh, I know, Chuck, you've been with the, you've been on the show uh, a couple years back. And it's funny uh, is that over Super Bowl Sunday, um, I had my partner, one of my best friends, uh, Will Hemerhan. He actually came through the house and we watched the game together. And mm-hmm. we you know we were just chopping it up. We were just talking about comics and stuff like that because he's actually in the comic book collecting. He he's been picking up Icon and Rocket, and oh, and he actually found a collection of like the older Icon comics, and mm-hmm. like he got them all. <laughs> nice, <laughs> he got them for, nice. He got them oh, for he got a the good whole, price. The whole collection of them. I want to believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I like, that's awesome. dude. I didn't even thought about that because I I never had an Icon comic up until recently because I picked up Icon and Rocket season one, like issue one and two, mm-hmm. and um and yeah, that that's him live now. He said, yeah, he got issue one through forty two of Icon. That's awesome, man. That's real awesome. That, that is yeah. crazy, man. So I, I'm low low key jealous. I'm like, I sort of went after it, but um I'm happy for him, <laughs> man. He got Icon. You still there? I can't hear you. Hello? But I never leave with one thing. I always leave with like five or six things. Oh, okay. You dipped out on me for like for like a few like a few seconds there. I lost you for a few seconds. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. Sorry if I if you said something I didn't I didn't answer you. Oh no, what I was saying was mm-hmm. I usually when I go to comic book stores, it's just like going mm-hmm. to a bookstore, right? So oh, I always go for one thing, but I always leave with six or seven. I say oh, five yeah, or six yeah. earlier, but I right. might as well be real with myself. Six or seven things. <laughs> right, no doubt, no doubt. I was so, been a big uh, hardware fan. I was a big hardware fan, you know, the milestone stuff. That was that really was my dude back in. Yeah, I love hardware, man. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm yeah, he's a, he's he's like a human, you know. He's like a regular dude with, with no powers, but he's like you know, his intelligence is is a superpower, you know. So he had to build that armor and stuff to to get back at his boss and everything. So our hardware's are also a real good one as well. So I have a number okay. one, but that, you know, we'll maybe one through five of those issues, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay, see, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do that. See, my, see, my boy got icons, so maybe I can get my hands on some hardware. Yeah, yeah, check out hardware. Yeah, yeah, hardware. Yeah, I might have to get my hands on that. But I'm, I'm, so right now, I, I am getting back into the collecting of comics, um, because I, I rather have a physical copy, honestly. Mm. Um, I do have Comicsology. But you know, it's certain comics that I just want the physical copy of, and then but you know, him going back, you know, being at my house, um, me and him, well, I was just talking to him about Bitterroot. I said, Man, you know, I know Chuck and you know, uh, Sanford Green, you know, he's a Sigma, so uh, Fred Brother Owl. So he actually, you know, bought a chapter here in Columbia, mm-hmm. and I said, Well, you know what, I got volume one of Bitterroot, and I, and you know, I've been like keeping it. Like very close to the chest, you know what I mean? Like on the shelf. Right, right, right. Like and the floppies like, or like the floppies or the trade? Uh floppies. Nice. 
yeah, yeah. So I actually I got more than that. So I got the vol- the, the collection volume one, and I do have uh, some single issues too. Cool, cool. And so you know I let you know I let Will borrow the, uh, the volume one, and uh, I say you know what I'm I'm gonna try to have Chuck on the show, and you know we talk about Bitterroot and what was the inspiration for as that as concerned. So with that particular comic or with that storyline, mm-hmm. what? What was the starting process of that? Like, what was y'all the think tank is like? You know what? This is going to be our story, and this is what it's going to be about. What was the inspiration? Um, honestly, it's, um, I was just I was just sick of, sick of us being ground down in the media, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not just talking about entertainment wise; just in general, being ground down and and um, you know, um, having our I guess our self-esteem stumped on by, you know, this country and the world. So I just wanted something that showed us in a powerful, powerful light. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, as powerful people that um, that change the world with our culture, which is the reality of, of the situation. You know, our culture and, and what we've contributed to this world has, has, has changed it for the better. So that's kind of why, you know, we kind of started brainstorming this idea for, for Bitterroot. Um, it started out, you know, barbershop talk, honestly. You know, we um, I was getting my hair cut and some guys were talking about um, barber surgeons, you know, back in the day. And, you know, my, my mind wanders. So I just started thinking about, you know, there could be bloody bandages all over the place and they're pulling teeth and, you know, these weird tools around it. They're barbers and surgeons. Mm-hmm. So a cover for that could be, could be that they're like hunting, you know, hunting monsters and things of that sort. And I've always been a fan of the Harlem Renaissance. Um it's a time where we were oppressed and, you know, treated like shit and, you know, and it was terrible. But we also created all this amazing art and this amazing writing and this amazing um, um, music. You know, we came through all the oppression to make something amazing. You know, we were still powerful people while they're still grinding us down in 1924. And, you know, that's, you know, that kind of would all spark a bit of root, you know, just, just sick of being, you know, seeing, just sick of being treated like shit. You know, it's still happening today. Yeah. So it's just, it's just something that's wanted us to um, be empowered and, you know, me and Sanford hang out all the time and we always talk about what we're working on and I told him, you know, working on about, you know, a family in the Harlem Renaissance that hunts and cures monsters and, you know, he, he his, his, eyes, his eyes lit up and he was like, let's do that. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this dude ain't gonna do nothing with me, man. He <laughs> and he was working on, I mean, he was working on like Wonder Woman at the time or something. I'm like, he ain't doing nothing else with me. We already right. did Rotten Apple. We already did Rotten Apple together, you know. But since then, we hadn't done much after after Rotten Apple. But um, you know, he came back while he's insane designs, man. And then he was working with um David on um Harlem. I mean, on um Pyramid and Iron Fist. And I was a huge fan of David. Still is, you know. Mm-hmm. And just to get a chance to work with him was like a dream come true. So, you know, we all came together, just started a think tank, like you said, and just kept developing this story. And here we are, man. Here we are. You know, you know, it's amazing when you have a creative mind because you cannot turn it off. It's like can't, everything. Can't, yeah. yeah. Everything is like an idea. Just like you were saying, yeah. like, you know, the best conversations is in the barbershop anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when you having those <laughs> when you having those conversations in the barbershop, you know your wheels started turning, and then mm-hmm. you bring in Sanford and you bring in David, and it's like, oh, y'all started bouncing ideas off of each other, and then mm-hmm. you know let's let's just put this thing to work, and that's amazing to see, and mm-hmm. it, it's so weird because I know we was doing like a sound check yesterday, mm-hmm. but 
when we did the first interview back at the bookstore, um, right after we was done, I walked away and I was like, man, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I really see this shit, um, this comic book to be either a TV series or a movie, but little did I know. <laughs> you said little it on did, the show, I think. I think you said I, yeah, it on I think the I did, show. Yeah, I think I did say it yeah. on the show. Like, and, I, and I was like, hey, you never know, you know. So at, the time, <laughs> I, at the time, I knew it had been optioned, but I could, it was like at that stage where we couldn't tell anybody, right? right. So when you said that, I was like, oh, shit. That's like, I have to kind of avoid this question here. So yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was wild. It was cool, though. It was cool. <laughs> See, I'm a very, I'm a very careful in my questioning because I know you can say but so much. But you know, since the news broke out like a few uh, months ago, I was like, oh man! And I go mm-hmm. back to that conversation we had, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this this really is happening. And Damn. and the perfect person, in my opinion, you know, Re- Regina King, because I mean, she's yeah. been involved with, you know, um, the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And she just did the Heart of Day Fall, and yeah. it seems like she's really dipping her toe into like the lore of like comic books and stuff like that, especially with black creators. Right, right, right. So, hey, don't forget, you know, she was the voice. She was the voice of Riley and uh, uh, well, both of the characters in um, Boondocks. Boondocks, Boondocks. Yeah. So you know, she was. Seemed like she was always deep into this. This world of ours, you know, she was just kind of behind the scenes, and we didn't know just how deep that rabbit hole goes. Where how much she loves these comics and animation, and you know, the things, other things that we love, you know. So that's, right. That's, it, yeah. it, it's it's always funny to me because, uh, like, with actors and actresses, you know, directors, uh, you know, some people. There's still a small group of people nowadays that kind of like turn aside eye, like anime and comic books and stuff like that, but. Like some of these shows and most of these movies here get the inspiration from comic books and anime, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. outfits or mannerisms or whatever the case may be, right. and and now it's kind of like coming to full light. So, right. so now that when you got the news that you know the, your comic and was going to be part of the movie production of things, what was your reaction to that? Like, how did that even come about? I mean, there's so many different reactions, honestly, man. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, people, you know, people were interested before the the first book even came out, you know. Yeah. We, I think um, it was David, David Moore, our, you know, Hollywood guy, whatever. And, you know, he just, he pitched, you know, the family in the Harlem Renaissance that hunts and cares monsters, and he showed some artwork in Sanford, and people were interested then. You know, so it was, it, my, I guess my excitement was more like in stages, because I'm so used to failing at shit. So it was like, you know, I hear I hear this and like, okay, cool, cool. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll see, you know. And then you hear that legendary option bit. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's great, that's great. And then we're kind of sitting around joking with legendary in a meeting, they're like, you know, we need a list of people who might want to be involved in this project. And that's right. like, we'll put Ryan Coogler on the top of the list. And and at the time Black Panther just came out. And we were like, you know, he's probably going to be busy. Ha, 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 ha. And, you know, my mind, like, no way we're going to get him. Yeah, sarcasm. We in, right, right. So we were all at New York Comic Con, and we found out we got him on production. And it just it just blew my mind, man. It's just like several stages of my mind being blown, honestly. And then Regina King thing came, you know, uh, a few months after that, you know, several months after that. So it's just, um, it's been, you know, great news, you know, one thing after another, man. So just sitting back and, and waiting and just still creating and 
staying humble and, you know, hope people in, enjoy the film when it comes out because I think it's in really good hands with Ryan Legendary and, and the team. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it, man. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you staying humble and because you always been like a quiet, you know, type of person ever since I met you. Oh, oh no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always but it always the quiet ones though. It always the I quiet know, right? ones. I like, got a book on the quiet kind, you know? I got a book on the quiet kind. Okay, yeah, you can pitch that. Now what what's the quiet kind about? <laughs> oh, quiet. No, it, that came out a long time ago. I think that was like I don't know, 2014, maybe. I'm not sure. But it came out mm-hmm. in the dark horse. It's basically about these kids, um, these bullied, lost, forgotten kids. They get all the power of reality. And the more their psyche unravels by the pressures of society, the more powerful they get, and the more reality begins to crumble. It's that kind of age-old philosophy of how you treat your neighbor is how you treat yourself. We're all one entity in a sense. So, you know, we go into war with each other, you get hurting your brother, you know, you're hurting your sister, you're hurting someone, you know, hurting your family. We're all one, one human family, you know. So that's kind of the concept of that. You know, it's also like if Spider-Man you know, got that bite, he didn't, you know, you know, he kept wrestling, he kept trying to win money, he got revenge on his bullies. It's a, it's somewhat of a dark story, you know, it's a long road to these characters being heroes. Um, mm-hmm. They have a lot of trauma and pain in their heart, so that's kind of what Quiet Kind is, is about, and, and it was inspired by the fact that, you know, I don't talk a lot, you know, I don't, I don't talk a lot, and I've always, you know, people always come and they always say, why are you so quiet? Are we in a group or something? Why are you so quiet? Like, why are you well, here? You really want to know why I'm quiet? You know, so that's kind of what inspired that story. Okay, okay, but it seems like with everything that you had your hands on, it has some sort of subliminal messaging within it. Yeah, yeah, feels that way. So th- there's a on the stump as well, mm-hmm. correct? Right, 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 right. That's uh, and uh. That- <clears throat> And I mean, I'm seeing your name float around a lot, like in the comic book stores. Man, I'm like, oh, okay, I know that guy. That's Chuck right there. That's Chuck right there. Oh, that's Chuck over there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's you know, I'm having a lot of fun, man. But you know, you know, I me, mean, it could be nerve wracking because you put your, you put your, you know, your, 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 your exposed nerve. You know, you put yeah. yourself out there. You know, you're that and, and artists and writers. You know, and you, you, yourself included. You know, you know how it is. You're you put a little bit of yourself in every one of these podcasts and, and a little bit of your um, artwork and a little bit of your writing, you know, so it's, it's like you're an exposed nerve out there for people to um, see you, in a sense, you know, and also, you know, try to um, cut you down or they can lift you up or, you know, it's, it's an interesting business, man, interesting, interesting profession. Very much so. I, I, I can definitely uh, sympathize with that. It's, I mean, I go back sometimes and look at my very first show compared to what I do now and it's a night and day difference. Yeah, right. And you know, I was just nervous as all get out. <laughs> you know, when the like when the first show, like I was was anxious. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna do this consistently. And then, you know, it just branched out into some other things. So I I, I fully understand, you know, you kinda like you want to be behind the scenes with certain things. So um when y'all was having those meetings, you know, about bitter root um, did you meet with Ryan or did you meet with Regina or, or no, and if so, no, what was that I, meeting like? No, I never met with, I never met with them. Um, okay. No, no, I never met with them. I meet with, um, 
you know, some of the people on the production on the production team side and, and people at Legendary and things of that sort. But yeah. I never communicate with them directly. At least I haven't. So. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's coming. But it's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully be, on, hopefully be on the set one day. That's the plan to you know be on the set and hopefully the world will um calm down and won't end in December and by December. So we'll see how things go. <laughs> it, it seems like things is calming down just a little bit. It, you know a little by little. I hope so. I hope so, yeah. I hope so. Wear your mask, everybody, get vaccinated. Both of course. You you gotta <laughs> you gotta do that, man. And like by reading Bitterroot. And I'm I'm a very visual person. So uh, I think that's why I gravitated to comics ever since I was a kid and it never left me. But I can, by looking at it being on screen, I can tell what vibes it's going to give off. And it's it's going to be very powerful. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this is a sequel right here. This is something else right here. You know, mm-hmm. something else is going to happen. It, it's definitely worth the rewatch. I mean, you, you look at the impact of... Black Panther, and I don't think people had any idea like how impactful that movie was going to be, or the showing. You know, people was dressed in African garbs and in cosplay and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It was it, it was huge. It was huge. Yeah, I mean, they had they had family you know texting me that you know don't know anything about comics or care, and they're like, "What's this Black Panther thing? What's going on with that?" You know, it, it was an exciting time, man. It was cool. Yeah. It's definitely so, and and I feel like Bitterroot is definitely going to have that same type of impact, especially with you know the storytelling that you have and the artistry that Sanford and, and David have, and and you know you currently working on Black Mountain Aquaman, mm-hmm. so and I know you had your own Chuck Brown twist to Black Mountain because I seen those ads in comic books. It was like, oh, Black Mountain number one. I was like. Oh, this artwork looks nice. Also, this artwork looks familiar. <laughs> so, um, so how did you end up with the Black Manta comic? That just fall into your lap, or, or were you? Nah, like- nah, man. I've been, um, I've been, um, you know, long before I got any work at DC, man. I've been wanting to do Black Manta. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just one of those characters that fascinated me. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have a whole lot of, you know big two black characters, you know, from Marvel DC. Right. Um, and black man just really fascinated me. The fact that he was a black man with no powers going up against a god of the sea, you know. And the more I tried to find information on him, he didn't have a, um, a whole lot of history behind who he was, you know. We know his origin story and all that good stuff. And he's, you know, Aquaman's greatest villain, you know, all that good stuff. But there was nothing else about him, you know. And I just always wanted to do a story um, about Black Manor. Uh, I pitched it several years ago, and um, nothing ever came back. You know, um, either no response or people come back and say it's not what we're looking for right now, or you know that kind of thing. But right. um, as more momentum came from um, Bitterroot and other projects I was working on, I just kept re- and on occasion I would kept reaching out. You know, to DC, hey, you know, here I am. What's going on? And I was able to get my first um, DC gig was a Superman story. Mm. They, said, we need a, they said, we need a Superman story. And, you know, my first thought was like, you know, I wasn't that excited about Superman. It's a cool character. But then I thought about um, Val Zod Superman, the black Superman. And that got me excited. And that made me want to write it. So I was like, 
you know, can I do Val's Odd? And it was like, yeah, of course. So it was, it wasn't about continuity. It was just an anthology, like a short story. So that was my first gig with them. And then from there, you know, I had their ear because I'm actually, you know, working with them. So then again, I pitched Black Man again. And um, the editor there at the time, you know, gave me a shot um, to, um, you know, give me the Black Man miniseries and they approved it. And, you know, I was, uh, I, I don't know if I asked for a miniseries. I think I asked for, actually, I, I was, I think I was actually like, you know, can I get like a, um anthology or a one shot or something? I didn't imagine they would give me a full miniseries, you know? Mm-hmm. And when they greenlit it, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was, I was shocked, you know, I was shocked and excited and, and just, and just kind of hit the ground running and, and get it out there. Man. So you, you did say that Black Manta, you know, fascinated you um, yeah. as, you know, just a human person that's taken on someone as powerful as Aquaman, even though in some circles in the beginning, you know, before, you know, Aquaman was on the big screen, a lot of people looked at Aquaman as like, yeah, he's lame. He thought he's whack. Yeah, he thought he's whack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was whack. But Black Manta, yeah. however, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, not so whack. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Badass. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So always, always, always when they dressed in black with a cool ass costume, that's a little bit edgy. Those are always a little bit. That's why people love Batman so much, you know, because he's in, he's in black and edgy and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, um, yeah, he was a pretty cool character, and, and people, you know, and I was low, you know, it was a little. A little um, worried that people are not, might not feel a villain having his own miniseries, but people really love that character, man, and it, and, it, and it seemed to work. So, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like, now, do you feel like Black Manta is really a villain, or do you have, or do you feel like he has any redeeming qualities that make him like, okay, I can root for this guy? I guess, I guess, absolutely. I mean, um, you know. I know I gravitated toward him because he's, you know, he's a he's a he's a father, you know, he's a brother. He lost his father, you know, he is a father. Someone else is raising his child that, you know, he's an arch enemy, you know. And uh, I think he's like a victim of circumstance in, in a sense, you know. He he did what he had to do to 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 survive in his life, you know. Um mm-hmm. I, I do I do like the idea of him, you know, at his core, you know, he he is the bad guy. The story people want to need, don't want to have in a sense. You know, he's more. I kind of want to elevate him to anti-hero than just straight up villain. You know, just someone evil out there. So, hopefully, the mini the mini series and the Aquaman series is more about him realizing his own mortality and realizing he wants to connect with his son. But him being who he is, he doesn't know how to do that. You know, he doesn't know how to express his emotions and things of that sort, you know. So mm. that's kind of why I tried to make him a more human character, a little more sympathetic. I added supporting characters like Gallows. He was a big part of, of that book. Um, he was someone that was, Black Man was her mentor, you know, and, you know, and, and, and saved her life and taught her everything she knows, you know. But she also has um, a certain sense of morality. And she's somewhat of his moral compass throughout that whole mini series, kind mm-hmm. of saying, "Okay, I know you do what you do, but you know, you know, reel it in a little bit, you know, that kind of thing." Even though she looks up to him, she she wants to see him be the hero she knows he is. You know, what I'm saying? you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fully understand that, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm be honest with you, man. I'm looking at comicsology right now. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. like hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get that issue one, two, three. I'm gonna knock are that you, out. Are you, 
Are you on the um on the um desktop or are you on the device? Because things went weird with Comicology recently, right? Like, uh, yeah, they did an update. They did an update yeah. like a a few days ago, and it was it gave you like this blue screen. It was like, hey, yeah. hit update, and it just kept going. It keep circling back to you. So yeah. what I did was. <laughs> It's it's not complicated at all. I just did a, I just tapped it a couple of times until it went to the update screen. Then it updated, and then all my stuff, you know, show back Probably up all my Spartan list stuff and everything. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it did some funky a couple of days ago. Well, a few days ago, and it was like this crazy update. But um, so how does it feel like when you have that pencil? Because in your hands, it feels like it's the most powerful tool that you have. You know, um, other than your brain, working uh, on that. Right. Well, typewriter, I write, I don't draw. So it's oh, well, 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 laptop. <laughs> um, well, it's, the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when I'm, when I'm in the moment, you know, just putting it down, it feels good. You know, it's therapy, it's fun, mm -hmm. um, it's work, and it's, you know, but um, it can be stressful at times, you know, like I said, you because you know, you don't want to let people down, you know. Right. And when we have, when we eventually do more bitter root, you know, you want to do something that people enjoy and love. You don't want to let them down because I know people are really falling in love with those characters, you know. And mm -hmm. with you know, with the movie, you know, um, I do have a lot of faith in you know Legendary and, and Ryan Coogler and Regina King. But still, again, you want people to enjoy that. You know, they want to want them to love it when it's out there. You know, uh, same thing with Black Man and Aquaman. You know. Um, People may joke about Aquaman, but he has a very strong core fan base, and people love that character. You know, I don't want to screw that up for them. You know, I'm not talking about trolls and people talking shit or whatever. I'm just talking about people that are genuine fans and want to enjoy the book and want to support us as yeah. writers and, and, and artists. You know, and I don't want to disappoint them. You know, so. no doubt about it. No yeah. doubt about it. So, yeah. now is is there a character that is like your dream character that you haven't worked on yet? That you want to just like get your hands on that I haven't worked on yet. Yeah. Um. You know, I I know growing up, man. Um, I was a Spider Man nut. You uh -huh. know, so I I'd love a chance to work on you know, Miles Morales or Spider Man, Peter Parker. You know, Spider Man would be cool, would be a cool project to work on. You know, um. But getting getting Black Man, I really scratched that itch. You know, because that was the one. That was the mm -hmm. one I really, really wanted to work on. Um, but next would be nice to do like a um, cyborg or Spider Man would be awesome. You know, that'd be cool. Oh, no doubt about it. No, no yeah. doubt about it, man. Because yeah. you've been in the game for how long? Like eight, more, a little more than eighteen years, right? Yeah, yeah. About that time. I only professionally since. 2014, I guess, professionally, when I mm -hmm. had the Dark Horse stuff. But yeah, doing a lot of indie comics back in the day since, you know, right out of college. So yeah, it's been about 18, 20 years. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's funny you said indie comics because uh, I think uh, maybe last month or so was like the anniversary of Image Comics, right? Yeah, yeah. 30th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I picked up the, uh, the anniversary issue. Mm -hmm. Where um, it's just kind of like a you know like an anthology series where it had the start and everything, and I went back to uh, Amazon Prime and rewatched the Image Comics documentary, mm -hmm. and that that documentary is very very inspirational. And to see the Image Comic emblem on Bitterroot, I'm like, this is really the epitome on pursuing a dream. 
and achieving all those goals that you wanted to achieve. And that was that was really a high time back in the nineties where you got some of the best artists, you know, in the nation leave a major, mm-hmm. you know, comic book company to make their own mm-hmm. company right. and become at the peak of their career. Yeah. It right at the peak of their career and mm-hmm. uh was number two. Right, right up on the Marvel. They, they. I mean, they was above DC, which is crazy. So, um, so was there any artists or writers that, you know, you kind of look up to and like? Was your inspiration on becoming, you know, the writer that you um, are? Um, um, Dwayne McDuffie. You know what he accomplished over at DC. That was a huge inspiration. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, um, Todd McFarlane. I think when I started reading his comics, I was just blown away that you know it was just uncensored unfiltered you know comic you know he it was you know it was deep it was you know violent you know they used profanity it was it was just real cool and it just really struck me those kind those types of comics you know mm-hmm. no, nothing against you know you know marvel or dc you know or any other anybody has kid-friendly comics but you know spawn just really blew me away you know and that changed that changed my life a lot as far as the kind of books that I wanted to create and really inspired me. Hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. I uh, yeah. I actually was fortunate enough. To and he was up. black. And the fact, and the fact he was black too. I, that was that was right? crazy. You know, that was crazy as well. I was like, oh shit, he's black. You know, I, I, was, <laughs> I was I was digging it before I found out. When I found he was black, I was like, oh okay, all right. Yeah. There's one particular comment that I actually want to get my hands on. And that's where uh, Spawn and Batman was together. And I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have I that. I think I have that. I Do think you? I have this. Yeah, somewhere in, in these mini boxes, I have that book. That was I love that book. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna need that. Like, ace. I mean, I'm, I saw it on Amazon, so I'm gonna have to get that. You know, as probably like an early birthday gift or something. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to get that. Now, I did get my hands on the Todd Todd McFarlane special for Spider Man. It's like this thick uh graphic novel of all the time at fallen stories and artwork mm. and mm-hmm. the comic book storylines while he was with marvel working on spider-man so i was fortunate enough to get that and i saw it in a comic book store in detroit and i was like oh yeah i'm getting that like it, nice. there's no question about it how much is it i don't care give it to me right <laughs> so I, I want his i got his stuff and um jim lee was like probably one of my favorite you know, artists, uh, especially, you know, when he did X-Men and then he jumped over, you know, and did Image and he did Wildcats because I was like a huge Wildcats fan. Right, right. And I got my hands on that. But and I did get volume one and volume two of Spawn. I, I picked that up with the quickness. Right, with right. Even, with the quickness. Right. Even Lightfield's um, Young um, Youngblood, that was that stuck out to me a lot, too. I love those. Uh, the look of those characters and the title. And that was a real cool comic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, man. But Chuck, man, I know you are a busy individual. I know you've been working on some things. And um, I know you're working on Black, still working on Black Manta, still working on well, Aquaman. Well, actually, actually, I just finished writing Black Manta, and the last issue, I think, came out last Wednesday, issue six. So Black really? Manta just, no. just wrapped up. So all six issues are out there for you guys to snatch up. So. 
Okay, so issue one through six. Now I got the funny mm-hmm. suspicion that my boy Will's gonna probably get those before me. I already know he probably he probably already <laughs> gonna got those. <laughs> that's the one that got the got the icon books. Yep, that's the one that got. Oh. See, he just typed in. He said, "I'll be grabbing that whole run tomorrow." <laughs> well, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. Is, is Will in uh, South Carolina or? Yeah, 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 no doubt. Yeah, he is. He oh, is. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm he going is. To, I'm going to Florence Comic Con on March 19th. So, anybody want to come down and get their stuff signed? You know, please drop in and say hello. Florence is only Florence is like an hour and thirty minutes. No, an hour from Columbia. So, if you want to drop in, get your stuff signed. You know, bring your mask. It's all good. Okay, and uh, all right, all right. Now, see, we're from Lake City. <laughs> so, oh, okay, okay, okay. And they said, "Oh man, so we very familiar with Florence. <laughs> we made a lot oh, of runs. Okay, okay. Yeah, we oh, made okay, a lot okay. of runs in Florence. Oh, but, okay, uh, okay. Now, <laughs> and see, he already said. Now he said he got half a Hardware's '90s run too. Nice. Damn, so he already got nice. that too. See, I didn't know that. See, he been holding out. My boy been holding out. See, only thing I knew is that he had Icon. That's what I do know. And he got, wow. and he has." a vast collection of Power Rangers uh, wow. figures and helmets and stuff like that. Like, it's it's amazing to see. I but need to see this man, Man Cave. I need to see this, man. You have to, man. <laughs> you, you have to. You have That's to. Dope. He, then he got hardware, which I'm now privy to this information like just as I'm talking to you. I didn't know that. So now he trumped you again, man. He, got he trumped again. me again. He said, most of Blood Syndicate and started on OG Static. Nice. That's awesome. It's like he collected all the milestones. Oh, man. All right. That's awesome. That's so cool, man. That's so cool. I'm gonna have to take this L. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to own this L right here. Man. Yeah, he, he got. He it, got everything, man. He got What's everything. Left? Everything milestone. What's left? That's it. Rocket yeah. hardware. Blood yeah. Yeah. He said he just finished Bitterroot uh, one it's through fifteen, yeah. and oh, he nice. needs them all signed. Oh, hey, I'll be there, man. No charge. I don't charge for signatures. I don't do all that. You know? Come on. Come on over. And you say you're going to be in Florence when? I think, I, I mean, check my calendar. I don't want to tell you, tell you a lie. So let me check my calendar. Click here. I think it's March 19th, but let me verify that. Really. March 19th. It's on a Saturday. March 19th. Something very significant about that date. No, I'm wrong. March 19th. Yeah, I said March 19th, right? Yeah, yep, March yep, 19th. Yep, you said March 19th. Yeah, I'm going, I'll be in Florence March 19th, and I'll be in Columbia April the 2nd for Columbia Con. That's, uh, I think that's uh, at Jamil Temple in Florence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. This, April this 2nd. Rough. I, I See, I know I'm gonna be out of town. I know for a fact because I think oh. that is, I think that's uh, uh, Major League Baseball's opening weekend, and I think the missus got got tickets for Detroit Tigers. Thank God. Oh, but I probably will. More than likely, I probably will be in Florence though, because you know oh, we man. always gonna link up, man. Because I, I, I think I um, saw you again by accident because I was at Scratch and Spin, and you just so happened to be there, and you were signing, you know, Bitterroot comments there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Matter of fact, I got to go back to Scratch and Spin and check those guys out because uh, I did make an order. So I'm going to have to check my boy out and see what's going on. But, man, Chuck, it's a pleasure having you, man. Um, thank you for being part of the show. Uh, like I said, I know you've been busy. 
and dropping some knowledge for the listeners, especially the stuff that you are working on and uh, stuff that you had been working on, because I got a funny suspicion. Again, some of our listeners are going to be getting on the stump. Oh. <laughs> <You're hurting. laughs> I hope so. <laughs> So you can go to my you can go to my website on the stump comic.com. You can order it directly from my website or go to your local comic shop. And um yep. if they don't have them, if they don't have it, you know, ask them if they can get it for you, you know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and uh hopefully we can have you back on the show again, you know. Um, anytime, man. Anytime. I appreciate you inviting me, man. I appreciate oh, yeah. you inviting me on, man. So anytime, man, just holler at me. Anytime. We can chop it up at any point and uh and especially like maybe like during the day, we could probably have like some people call in and you know ask some questions about some stuff that you working oh, on. And... I got I got to talk to people. You know I can't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it easy. For, I'll make it easy for you. I'll make it easy. Somebody, for you. somebody calling. You ruined Aquaman for me. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're gonna cut. They gonna get cut off. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Nah, it's, all with the it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Nah, man, but but yeah, again, once again, uh, appreciate you having it. And uh, Will says Chuck definitely has a new fan. Appreciate it. Appreciate you holding it down for the culture. Tell him I said thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep, yep. And he hear you loud and clear. So, mm-hmm. listeners, until next time on Orange Phoenix presents. Peace. Peace. <laughs>